now proudly presented on SNME. That's Sunday night's main event. Patreon and free feed. Hey guys, what's going on? It's your boy George McKay back here in the Straight Talk Studios. Look, it's a two-camera setup. This is so amazing. Oh. Technology is wonderful. That's right. We're back here in the Straight Talk Studios to discuss all things MLW. And I'm here with my PIC, my podcast life partner, the one and only Old Man Marley from Home Alone. I don't, I don't know where to go from here on that. All right, it's Old Man Marley. So, did you really put your family inside that salt barrel? Or? I walk up and down the streets uh -huh. every night salting the sidewalks. Salting the sidewalks. The salt turns into bodies. Into mummies. Into mummies. Buzz, your girlfriend. <laughs> Wolf. <laughs> All right, we're back. Yeah, who can, who cannot quote? There are so many quotables in Home Alone. We need a Home Alone match. Actually, there's been one. A Home Alone match? Yeah, the uh, the uh, Christmas Spectacular that Holden Albright did. Uh, a few years oh, yeah, ago. yeah, yeah. yeah. Was, but we need yeah. more Home Alone matches. We, what we need to do is get, like, Mance Warner home in his trailer and the calling attacking the trailer and Mance and SGC fending off the calling. Like, has anyone done a micro machine spot where you, you take somebody out on micro machines instead of Lego? Well, I've seen, I've seen people do the Lego spots. Yeah, Lego, but where's the micro machines? Yeah, but you know what? Lego, I, I, micro machines definitely would hurt 100%, but I feel like Lego, there's no give. At least micro machines move, but Lego is just stationary. Yeah, and it's got all those sharp edges. That's brutal. Yeah, Lego is definitely a lot more painful. You you hit a Lego piece that landed on the corner, you are in oh. Oh, you're getting a you're getting a, a cut underneath your toe for sure. Hundred no, percent. You get suplex on one of those. Forget about it. Oh, yeah, it'll, it'll definitely forget some stuff. about forget it. Forget about it. All right, guys. So tonight's episode of Fusion was a decent one. It wasn't spectacular, but it was decent. A lot of stuff that we're filling as we make our way to Slaughterhouse because we are now on the road. The Slaughterhouse, October 14th. That's going to be going down. Fight plus $7.99. Again, the price point is fantastic. We keep talking about the price point, and it really is that damn fantastic. Now, the first match on tonight's card was the returning TJ Crawford, and he's going up against the 1-0 undefeated because he's only had one match, Ichiban. But it was a great match. This was great chemistry. Ichiban was in control for most part, and Ichiban got the win when hitting the final sun for the victory at the end of the match. And as Crawford was leaving, a man in a black hood and a mask approached him, whispered something in his ear before they both walked off to the back together. Now, it was weird because at that moment, Crawford also turned and looked back at Ichiban. So I'm not sure if that was something that we're going to be building a story between him and Ichiban. Or as you mentioned when we were watching the episode, you thought it might be calling related. I mean, he didn't have a gas mask, but uh, he could have been whispering trust in Raven in his ear and... You know, we saw a little bit of an aesthetics change from TJ Crawford compared to when we've seen him in MLW before. He had that skull mask and the, the kind of uh, bulletproof, yeah, the bulletproof vest. vest on. And he yeah. also had the, uh, his hair was different. Before yeah. his hair was brown, his hair was now almost like a gray white, like yeah. a silver. And, and I mean, I we, we talked about him before because he had a couple matches in MLW. And he impressed me. Uh, and I was... Or really... go through the Fusion archives. You're right. Yeah. You're talking about the one with him and Ken Broadway, which is a show stealer. Two guys that are just trying to get on MLW more frequently. And it was a show stealer. Ken Broadway has made appearances back, and this is Crawford's second appearance since that match. Yeah, so. and I, I like TJ Crawford. I think he's got some skills. He hits he hits really hard, which I like. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'm you know happy to see him get more spots here. And and this was a pretty solid. I wouldn't say it was a spectacular match, but it was a solid match. Mm -hmm. Everybody got something in Ichiban uh, with some great spots, kind of just 
high flying springboards, mm -hmm. really nice uh, crossbody like 180 that he did just hit picture perfect. So he's very precise, which is a, a lot harder. And that also speaks to TJ Crawford's ability to be in the right spot at the right time. But I really enjoyed uh, this match. How do you feel about it? I, I feel the same way. I mean, I, I like the final son as a finisher. I mean, it's just your classic face buster, but it's it's done in a face buster almost. It starts off as, as a cutter, yeah. if you will, and then it, it, he inverts the cutter into that face buster. And I like the name, final son. It rolls off the... Uh, it rolls out like the, he could call it what he should call it is the sunset, but still the final sun makes sense for the more Japanese mystique that he's going for. There you go. So I like that. All right. And um, we also get uh, uh, SGC and Microman promo very unorthodox as they always are. They're in an empty bar. How these guys always seem to get into an empty bar. It's like they get into the bar before the closing. You even get to see the bar back in the background kind of preparing things they're at the, the stadium or at the stadium bar. Yeah. But they're getting drinks at like 11 o'clock in the morning. Oh, I mean, it, it's a, if that's a crime, then lock me up. Fair enough. It's 5 o'clock somewhere. Right, exactly. 100%. So um, they're kind of giving Microman some pointers, if you will. Weapons he could use. They find a zester behind the bar that they tell Microman to hold on to. And they're kind of giving him, I guess, a strategy of how he can go into this match. Which is surprising because no one in SGC seems to be the type of people that are planning-oriented or strategy-oriented. I don't feel like they go into any match with a game plan. The game plan is just to inflict as much punishment as possible, then score a victory. I, I think they come from the Fedor Elyamenenko school of thought. Uh, when somebody asked him once what his strategy is and all that stuff, he just looked at the guy and said, I, I do what hurts. And I think SGC is just like, we do what hurts. That's and fair. That's, that's, hey, they are, if you've seen SGC, you know, they are all out, balls to the wall. They go hard. They take chances and risks. High risk maneuvers, especially looking at a guy like Matt Justice. Shout out to Matt for wearing the down shirts, one of the best fans ever. Uh, but yeah, uh, SGC and Microman, I love the combination. I love how they uh, constantly are in the bar. It's it's great. It is great. It is great. And that was actually one of the reasons why MSL dropped Microman or backdoored him, if you will. Apparently, because he was spending way too much time drinking. And he wasn't fulfilling his endorsement obligations. So MSL says. Uh, Sam Laterna, she's now with Sam Adonis. Try saying that three times fast. She's asking Sam Adonis, is Sam Laterna, where his head is at preparing for this match. He goes on to tell her that the fans of Microman know that he is one of the most favorite sons in Mexico. He is a favorite son of Mexico. And they all look up to him. But everyone should look up to Sam Adonis because he's so much more taller than all of Microman and his friends and family. He says he's going to teach Microman a lesson in humility. Now, if Alex Kane was there, he would have said humility is for hoes. But he's going to teach Microman a lesson in humility. And he's going to regret aligning himself with SGC so that uh, he can teach Microman some respect. Plain and simple. You're going to align yourself with these Neanderthals, as he put it then I'm going to have to teach you a lesson in respect on behalf of MSL and the WTF. That's the World Titan Federation. Uh, now we got Love Doug. He's coming out for the next match, and he is joining the commentators. He's not fighting, but he's joining the commentators. And we also get a bit of a recap of the love situation, if you will, between Becca and Love Doug, um, to which Matt Stryker pointed out flat out there is no love situation. There is just borderline stalking. As uh, Matt Stryker put it. And Matt Stryker was flawless on commentary again today. Uh, he was the, in rare form this week. No, the, the one-liners were fantastic. Um, 
and uh, you can't take anything. Stryker just seems to, Stryker and Dabrowski seem to get more and more chemistry as the weeks go by to the point where they are hands down one of my favorite active commentating duos that is out there right now. I will say that for sure. So the featherweight action, as we are, uh, as I explained earlier, is T.R. James making her, finally making her fusion debut, going up against Becca, who is the number one contender for that featherweight title. And um, Becca comes out hurting everyone with her off-key rhymes and just bad cadence all over the place. There was no talent and ability there whatsoever. But when she puts the mic down and steps through the ropes, flawless. This girl could do no wrong inside the squared circle, in my opinion. You can look at me all you want with disdain in my eyes. There was one part where they actually panned to a fan who was doing this. What well, does that say to you? That says that that fan has no taste whatsoever and can't oh, Rob, identify get, Rob, get musical this, this, ability. You can identify musical ability. I'm pretty ability. sure I can. I've made records before. Just because you've made records. And How many records you made? I've made, actually, I've made six records. Thank you very much. Oh. I used to rap back in the day. I oh. thought it was the next great Well, I, I just won this whole exchange with that admission. <laughs> so I don't believe that's fair. I made an actually really nice song for my wife. It's called You're My Everything. Yeah. Did you sing it at the wedding? No. Thank God. It was a rap song. Thank Fuck you, Dad. Fuck off. Anyways, regardless of the nonsense, see, this is Joe Dombrowski, Matt Stryker. I give facts and knowledge, and he just throws out bullshit. So that's, that's just the way it it's works. It's not bullshit. Becca is extremely talented. She's on multiple streaming platforms. Uh -huh. She's got hit songs all over the world. Like William Hunk. And she's a number one contender for the featherweight championship. Yes, absolutely. Her wrestling I, I, career I'm, is taking I'm off. I'm getting a little tired of you trying to deny I'm getting her. Tired, I'm getting tired of you always deserves. defending her. I, I, I'm just pointing out that she's an extremely talented. Okay, you know what? Here's what we're going to do. Next week, I want you to, uh, you're going to do some homework for me. Next week, you're going to come back with actual charts and data on her streams. I want to see I, if she's as international as you say she I, is. I wouldn't be privy to such information. Why not? Well, because it's uh, most of the time it's public domain. You can tell who the top ten, top twenty streamers are in the world. Yeah, but you, you got to understand that stuff is very much uh -huh. you, you got to pay. Uh -huh. They it's it, it's a lot of politicking. Uh, what I hear is a lot of it, back. It's 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 payola all it's, over it, again. No, it's, it's back payola. Excuse me, it's payola all oh, over uh -huh. again. Yeah, it's all over again. Yeah, it's yeah. it's it's and it's also you know the the attitude of people like you. It's a conspiracy it's, to try and what. To try and keep her out because they just know that you got a fever right now and outsell all of the pop icons out there. Right Listen, now. let me tell you something right now. Okay, did you know she denied Justin Bieber wanted to do a duet with her? No, she he denied did not. Him. No, he did not. She denied because he's no, not he at her level. Yeah, he's well above her level. No, no, I'm sorry. As an international celebrity, he is well above her level. No, I can't believe I, I don't understand where where this is. This is ridiculous. I'm moving on. So as Becca comes out to sing her off-key, horrible lyrics, Love Dog greets her with a sign. And the sign says, I love you, Becca. And he's got roses. Or I believe it was like a, a rhinestone purse of some kind. I'm not 100% sure. He had, some. he had something in his hands. Oh, look, at you. you're all bitter and angry, aren't you? I'm not bitter and angry. Continue your analysis. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So anyways, he greets her. She brushed him off. She ignores him. Uh, this was a decent match. Uh, T.R. James only a couple years in, but getting... Some much-needed TV time, and she looked great. Uh, she looked fantastic. There was a little bit of a chemistry issue in the match, but nothing to worry about. But Becca, as she always does, scores a very, very, very key victory to keep her streak going. Since she's been in MLW, I believe she's been undefeated. 
for the most part that I can remember. She has not lost yet, and which means she's a worthy number one contender, 100%. She hits that world tour for the win, one, two, three. And as she's walking away, showing all the love and admiration to the fans that absolutely hate her, Love Dog tries to give her the sign and the gift again. She brushed him off, actually, to the point where she tells the cameraman to keep his lens off of Doug and focus squarely on her. Now, before we get into this match, because you've already gotten your thoughts about Becca, before we get into this match, let's go back a little bit. Let's talk about the Sam Adonis promo and your thoughts on that, and then give me your thoughts on the match and on Tiara James's debut. I thought Sam actually was not as harsh as he could have been. Uh, I feel like he didn't want to say midget a couple times, and he did not say the word. Yeah, midget. we just don't say that right anymore. So well, we say little people. He could have said little person. Yeah, but it, but see, that doesn't have a negative connotation to it, whereas the other word does. So I, I under, and I understand okay. why he didn't say it because you know we just don't say that. But uh, it, I thought he was like the way he the, the whole angle of it, where it was almost like I kind of like respects Michael. He wanted to teach him a lesson. Rather than I'm just going to beat the crap out of you because you're I can, it was almost like Fair. a little little bit of a shift from Sam Adonis. Still heel Sam Adonis, but slightly shifted, like a PG thirteen Sam. Adonis. Yeah, it was PG thirteen Sam Adonis. Okay, I, I, I like that. Although the match that. certainly was, he was not PG thirteen. No, no, there was a lot of boot fucking, like yeah. right to Microman's face. Yeah, and then as for uh, Love Doug and Becca, I mean, I can understand where Love Doug is coming from. Everybody wants a piece of Becca as a pop star and a global sensation. Uh, it appears oh. that that the feelings are not reciprocated. They're not mutual at all. She no, wants nothing. She used the expensive guitar, the hand-grafted guitar, to put Delmi Exo on the shelf for a few weeks. Well, you don't get someone a gift and then tell them what to do with it. Are you seriously defending the blatant assault of the featherweight champion? I'm not talking. I'm just saying, if you if you buy someone a guitar, you then can't tell so them, like, don't I, smash that on anyone. It's I my buy, guitar. If I buy you a guitar... And I tell you to play it at your next show, and you play it, but then you decide to go full rock and roll, take it off, and literally smash it on the stage. Yeah, you can't be I'm mad supposed that. to be okay with that. Yeah, you gave it to me. It's mine now. And you're only smashing it because you didn't pay for it. I did. Well, not necessarily. It was just, it's, it's way easier to break things you didn't pay for. That guitar was handcrafted in the deep jungles of Mexico. I thought it was in Spain. I thought it was from Amazon personally no if you don't want to get a guitar off amazon speaking from experience <laughs> goddamn thing won't stay in tune no all right more. all right all right guitars aside love doug and becca side what did you think about tr james's debut uh, it was a pretty solid debut like you said she's she's been working about a couple of years uh she's from i believe it was northern kentucky um Nothing like no glaring errors from just like oh that was horrible like no was, all I said was, was there was a bit of a chemistry issue yeah, might yeah, have been no. a bit of a timing issue it might have also been nerves yeah like I don't know if they worked together before but it was a solid debut mm -hmm. unfortunately for her she didn't pick up the win but that's to be expected you're going up against the number one contender one of the top females in the company mm -hmm. uh, so and like I said the world the world tour finisher. It's picture perfect. It's, oh, she's it's got poetry a, in motion. She's got a great she's, 450. She's fluid. Like 450s fluid. are hard. You can over-rotate. You can under-rotate. She always comes down clean, right on right on the spot. Looks good. Uh, what else can I say? She's magnificent. As a wrestler, I completely agree. As a performer overall. All right, guys. Anyways, besides the bullshit coming out to my left, Don King will actually be at MLW next week. We don't know if it'll be via satellite or actually physically in the building, but Don King will be there, and he's got some stuff he wants to talk to Alex Kane about.
And it's probably good stuff. I mean, he gifted the man a, a Rolex, the same Rolex he was wearing at a pitcher with Mike Tyson. That's kind of a big deal. It's a bit of a big deal. It is a bit of a big deal. And uh, we got a big slaughterhouse announcement. The first match has been announced, and it's a doozy, but we knew it was coming, especially from last week. That's right. Jacob Fatu, Mazzaro Suzuki, is happening. It's happening. And it's I'm, signed, I'm, sealed, and delivered. I'm, I'm happy for Jacob Fatu here because he talked about it in his uh, promo that's coming up. But when have you ever seen a Jacob Fatu challenging a cat from New Japan? Like, Jacob Fatu is a tremendously gifted wrestler. He's, he's amazing in the ring. But he hasn't gotten a lot of the opportunities that he should have for whatever because of, reason. Because of personal reasons. For, for whatever sure. reason. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. I'm super excited for him because I think this this match not only will be a great match, but it's going to shine a spotlight on him and on MLW. And uh, you could tell from, again, we'll talk about after, but his, his words, he appreciates that MLW double back on him when nobody else would or whatever. So Gave him, gave him, him that opportunity. Shot. Yeah, gave him that opportunity, that shot to be featured on a weekly episodic show so i'm super happy for for jake even though i don't know him personally i'm happy for the guy like he really deserves this kind of recognition mm -hmm. and to you know minoru suzuki is on the way out of his career uh to be able to say you worked minoru suzuki is a pretty amazing honor in pro wrestling in my opinion well especially on his farewell tour because right? those are the matches that people are going to remember right and a one-on-one -on -one match not like you know you're in the six you're man. not in the six yeah. man you're not going to get lost in the shuffle this is suzuki versus fatu one-on-one -on -one. this is the standard bearer of M of new japan versus the standard bearer of mlw i mean that's just it jacob fatu is the standard mizoro suzuki is the standard now we're going to find out who is the supreme standard if you will. and 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 you know as you know if you've watched either of these guys ever they both hit hard they work a hard style it's going to be amazing to see them beat well, the crap out of each other exactly to quote jacob and two all gas no brakes yeah it's going to be go 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 and it's going to be insanely violent and i'm looking forward to it i know you are i'm 100%. on board with this all right well how about this another selena de la renta exclusive as she's on the phone working deals in the back sam laterna tries to uh, get a few words in and right away selena greets sam like she's greeted every other backstage interviewer i don't know how we do things in canada but in the, here, we don't interrupt. Well, a couple things. Sam also shined a spotlight on this. She is not Canadian at all. Yeah. But uh, that was definitely a shot at uh, Selena's former uh, friend of me, if you will, Alicia Atut. Mm -hmm. We'll get to that first. But uh, Sam says, uh, you know, she kind of runs down Selena's history with Caesar Durant, the jailhouse, and Selena says, oh, great. Thanks for, you know, shining a spotlight on the obvious. Good for mm -hmm. you. You've really done some investigative reporting. So and, Selena uh, hasn't changed in the last four not years. Not at all, not at all. And she says uh, she's uh, she's showing off her power after dealing with that moron. But as we all know what happened to CD, she got her revenge on him. And now, as she said, she's back for everybody. And uh, then as she walks away, she says, bye, Alicia. And she leaves. And her calling Sam Laterna Alicia uh, was absolutely priceless. Uh, priceless. It, just Selena De La Renta is the queen of MLW. And to have her back, doing her shit, pulling her shenanigans, being as vicious as she is, is a genius return on MLW's part. I kind of, I kind of feel bad for, for Sam because, like, you're, you're in the spot that Alicia used to be in, mm -hmm. doing her, the job she used to have. Mm -hmm. You're obviously going to get compared to her, but, like, I, I feel like you should look at Sam as an individual. She's her own person with her own accolades and abilities oh, yeah, but this is selena de la renta there's no fucks given here. right so i feel i just feel bad like you're already comparing her to alicia 
You know what I mean? So, but, but it was it was a nice play, like by Alicia, by Felicia. Yeah, was, I did, yeah. I did like that. <laughs> Just the way she I said made it. that connection. It was yeah, good. it was pretty priceless. So, uh, and now Sam is right off the bat after dealing with the bullshit with Selena Delarenta. She's there with Jacob for two, and she's asking him about how he's feeling ahead of this epic match with Suzuki. And like Rob said, uh, Suzuki, everyone's asking if he's ready for Suzuki. Suzuki should be ready for him. That's basically what he said when he goes. With Suzuki, it's all gas, no brakes. It's going to be a go time. And he remembers how no one opened doors for him. No one gave him chances. And he appreciates MLW for doubling back on him, like Rob stated earlier, and giving him those opportunities. And he's not going to let this one slip away. He is the most focused I think we've ever seen Jacob Atu in our time in doing this MLW podcast. And I know that he's got a point to prove. And to get a win on Suzuki in his farewell tour is exactly something he's going for. Jacob Atu wants to play spoiler right now, and he's going to do everything in his power. And just as he's rolling with this fire promo from the heart, from the belly, from the fire within, Selena interrupts him and says she has not forgotten what was done at Super Fight 19 and what he, what he did to her. And guess what? Receipts, they're coming. And she walks off. And at that point, Jacob says, after four years, the queen of MLW is back. But then he doesn't miss a beat he goes off to finish his promo and he is ready to go october 14th cannot come quick enough for jacob for two that's the truth what did you think of uh, the jacob for two promo like you already touched on uh, yeah, it a little bit i think that but... jacob himself was so genuinely happy about the fact that he gets to fight minoru suzuki that he couldn't even hide his smile like when he said oh the queen emma he was smiling about that like you would think you just got threatened and mind you, you're not the type of guy to feel threatened, but you did just get threatened. And you just kind of laughed it off because you're like, I'm fighting Minoru Suzuki. Like, I've got to focus on that before I can focus on you. Right. And he's focused on that, but he's like just happy about the fact he gets to fight him. And he couldn't even hide that happiness. And that's awesome. So I'm, I'm, Jacob Fatu looks relaxed. Despite coming off the back of that loss at Fury Road, uh, he's, he's looking good and he's looking happy and motivated. And you know, this is the first time, longest stretch, but Jacob Atu has not held gold in MLW. So this is a big deal. And and I almost feel like he's one of those guys now, maybe even similar to Hammer, that like they've been there so long, they've done so much that they've almost transcended being, you know, in contention for things. Like you're whether you hold the title or not, you are automatically a top competitor within the league. Well, they are both technically Grand Slam champions within the league instead of winning the middleweight title, because that's the one title that both of them are, are not in the weight for, class. Yeah. They're ineligible for it. But they've won both the open weight, both the heavyweight, and they're both tag team champions. Yep. They've been tag team champions. So they're re- they're in the record book as of MLW on every piece of gold that's there. So they both literally have led the same career, and um, they've done everything they can. And Alex Kane, he's on the cusp. He's already won both of two of those three titles, and he could have easily – just get in the ring with Jay Bougie or get in the ring with Mr. Thomas and give the calling a run for their money when it comes to those tag titles. I, I think that it's only a matter of time before the tag titles make their way to the Bumeye Fight Club and possibly other titles as well besides the world championship. Well, Jay Bougie is a great, great competitor for that middleweight championship. So there's definitely contention there for sure. That Bumeye Fight Club did have the middleweight title for a brief period when Myron Reed was the champ, but Myron Reed lost the title, and then eventually left MLW. So Bumaye was left with a, definitely a middleweight hole to fill. And, I mean, you look at we've got a, a few new signings, gentlemen of color, that would probably fit right in with the Bumaye uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. ethos. Guys mm-hmm. like Nolo Catano, 
I would love to see Nola Katano and Boom Aya. Right. Actually, keep an eye on the Straight Talk page because there is an episode with Nola Katano dropping very, very soon. Either before or after Slaughterhouse. I, I, but I, I Straight Talk did sit down with him. I, I had a chance just to speak to him briefly at, at a show, and I just like, hey, congratulations, signing with MLW. Like, looking real good, and we're, we're expecting great things from you. Uh, and he, he was really appreciative. Super nice cat, even though he's a, he's a bad guy. He's a nice cat outside the ring. Left me hanging. Yeah. But it was worth it. It so was absolutely worth it. We're, Look at a smile on your fucking we're, uh, face. Left me hanging. Yeah, yeah, it was great. We're, yeah. we're fans you. of Nolo Katano, so we're looking absolutely. forward to seeing it. And, and it wouldn't surprise me if he somehow makes his way into the Bumai Fight Club at one point. But he also does adopt the Afro Samurai uh, mythology where he's a lone wolf too. So he might not join Bumai. There's options for him to go. 100%. Uh, every samurai has a master. Otherwise, you're Ronin. Well, Maybe he's Ronin then. Maybe. Maybe. All right. Let's get on to the main event. The main event is Sam Adonis versus Microman. And this is for no title. This is just for respect. This is for pride. This is for a lot of shit talking that needs to end. And this is the best way for it to end. MSL's on commentary. And Sam cuts a promo in the middle of the ring after he enters with MSL to say that he is very sorry to the fans of Philadelphia because there is about to be a homicide in the center of the ring. And that's what's going to happen when he beats Microman. Uh, this Ain't match- the first homicide in the city of Philadelphia. No, 100%. This match was super fun, super entertaining. Microman got his spots. Sam Adonis worked so well with him. Uh, the DDT into the chair from Microman was awesome. Uh, but again, a couple times, Sam Adonis did boot fuck Microman halfway across the ring a few times. And uh, just what Microman was rolling. Microman was was getting that vibe. He was feeling it. Snitsky. Snitsky comes out to ruin the party. And obviously, he pulls the ref out when Microman is this close to a three count. And he gets Sam Adonis disqualified. But Adonis doesn't really much care about the, the L at this point. As MSL, Snitsky, and Adonis are trying to punt Microman again. At this point, the SGC comes out. But instead of ducking and running, Snitsky and Adonis stand tall, only to get knocked down. That's right. <laughs> Stitsky does a double clothesline to the SGC, but Mance Warner hits him in the back of the head. He rolls out the safety with MSL, leaving Sam Adonis in the center of the ring for a three and a half on one assault. And that's exactly what happens to the point where they help Microman go from the top rope, landing a sweet crossbody suplex, if you will. Just a simple suplex, nothing fancy. And uh, uh, unofficially, a one-two-three as Mance Warner does the count. Close so enough. So Microman did get the win in the record books via disqualification, but he also got the win for Pride. And at the end of all this, there's a little bit of celebration. And you know what the guys from SGC do? They're so multicultural that they bring Microman out some Coronas, some ice cold Coronas, and the four of them toast the Corona in the center of the ring. Cerveza. Cervezas. That's right. And it was fantastic to see. They all celebrated. And at one point, I even saw Manners go over to Microman, give him a pound. And point at the Corona and say, this is not half bad. I guess it was his first time experiencing <laughs> uh, an import beer of some pot. <laughs> well, it so, ain't a light beer, baby. Yeah, that's right. Well, I mean, Corona Light. Oh, Corona, it could be Corona Light. Oh, what, what was Corona Light? 100%. But why, why, why would anyone want to drink light beer? I don't, I don't grasp the... Well, because you don't get all bloated. It doesn't, it doesn't sit like a brick. It's, it's lighter. Then just, all right. Just okay. what? Don't drink beer? Yeah. Yeah, try telling that to the SGC and see how yeah, far no, that, that gets. That won't, go over. that won't go over well at all. But uh, before we get into the Alex Kane press conference that is going to close out the show, as he talks about who his next contender will be, what did you think of this match? I thought it was fun. I mean, I was curious how we're going to see such a big guy in Sam Adonis, such a small guy in, in Microman. Well, we've seen it before. We have. Uh, I was curious how, how the match was going to go, and it still looked good. It was entertaining to watch, and it was fun, and that's the most important thing. 
and we continue to build this this rivalry here, the friendship with the SGC and Microman, mm-hmm. and that that rivalry with Sam Adonis and now Snitsky and uh, well, Sam Adonis is now I think officially gone. The tapings are wrapped. He already announced weeks ago that he's no longer with MLW. This was just finishing off his run. All right, and, and we knew this was pre-taped because he had hair and uh, he lost yeah, yeah. He, he lost, lost his hair, hair recently. But we're uh, going to see Sam again coming in October with Psycho Clown. Oh yeah, Lucha, which that is, is going right. to be. Fucking amazing. I cannot wait for that. Yeah, Psycho Clown, baby. This, Psycho dude's, Clown. Dude's like the Mexican John Cena. We should go halves on a Psycho Clown mask because it's probably going to be that much money. How do you go halves on a mask? When you cut it in half? No, I would just keep it here. And you can just... <laughs> Why don't you just buy me a guitar instead and I'll smash it over your head. That doesn't sound like fun for me at all. Well, exactly. No. All right. Anyways, SGC coming out. The celebration, the surveys. Says, what did you think of that before we get to the uh, Alex Kane press conference? It almost made me want to drink a beer, but not that much. Not that much. No, that was. But I, I like I've talked about it before. We we love SGC. They're fun. They're great to watch. They're enjoyable in the ring. Uh, so I, I like this kind of team. I'm just hoping it's not gonna. They're not gonna heel turn on the poor guy. And Microman just keeps getting screwed by people. Yeah, this is true. This is factual. Well, he only got screwed by one idiot. That's that's enough. Hey, don't don't insult Mr. Cimarron. Why well, Michelle already did. Numerous times. Uh, uh, Mr. St. Laurent, if you're watching, I would love to know where you get those velour tracksuits. They look extremely comfortable. I would like to procure one for myself, if possible. The maroon, also just a great color choice. Uh, Alex Cade's press conference. I'm going to no-sell that completely. Alex Cade's press conference. You. I'm going to no-sell you in about two fucking seconds. Alex Cade's press conference. He's talking about who is next. On the dock. What are you looking for? Something to hit you with. The barbed wire crutch? He is looking for someone on the... Oh, Jesus. All right. He is looking for who his next opponent will be. He's looking for that next contender. And at that point, a fat man in a velour tracksuit knockoff, because he can't afford real velour, walks over and tells Alex Kane, what about Davey? Davey deserves a shot. And at that point, Kane does agree, but then he... uh, kind of shoes MSL away, actually scares him by raising his fist ever so slowly. And uh, he says, that's fine. Davey wants to be the next man up. No problem. He'll choke him out just like he did months ago. And uh, then, as the camera goes off air, we have another calling in SGC brawl. I don't know where this came from or where this stemmed from, but they are brawling in the back. But Jimmy Lloyd, GCW OG legend, Jimmy Lloyd shows up. He gets in the mix. And as the security breaks this up, the cameras go off the air. So what did you think about Alex Kane press conference and the fact that MSL slid Davey Boy right into the mix and now he may be the number one contender? And what did you think about this calling brawl? I think Alex was kind of unconcerned because he's like, Davey Boy again? Like, I, I, I choked him out. Like, sure, I'll wrestle Davey Boy. That's your, that, that's an easy title defense for him in his eyes. So I, I can see why he kind of had that attitude. Uh, he's on – he's – on the top of his game right now, he's the king of the castle, and he's, you know, probably not too keen to lose that belt anytime soon. So if he can take an easy challenge, he'll take it. I mean, I would too. Okay, how long? I gotta pose this question to you because at the end of the day, we are we are, do have journalistic integrity to an to an extent. Uh, how long do you think before the calling and Boomaye come to heads? These are the two most powerful factions in MLW right now. How long before these two can no longer sidestep each other? One or two more members for Boomaye. Like so actual it, official members. Well, they, they have Kane, Thomas, Jackson, Bougie. Uh, uh, oh, geez. Uh, oh, O'Shea Edwards? 
That's why I said O'Shea Jackson. Oh, sorry, O'Shea Jackson. O'Shea Jackson. I missed that. Uh, Uh, So O'Shea, Bougie, Thomas, Kane. There's your four. And look at the calling. Ricky, Akira, Delirious, uh, the other guy. Delirious is more. They've got like six. They've got like six or seven that have performed now. So I think they just need to inflate their numbers numbers a little more. And they possibly may have Crawford too. And and they may have Crawford. They may have. Blackwood. Blackwood has not appeared yet, but he could be a member. He could fit right in. Also, because uh, we've been talking for a while now, my, my memory's starting to go. The female wrestler. Mandy Leon. Mandy Leon. So I, I, I'm i sure Boumaier is scouting for female wrestler Jordan we Blade. Know, we already know one. Jordan Blade has made a few appearances in the entourage. We just need to make that official. Let's put pen go. to paper. She's such a good fit. Let's go. She absolutely is a great fit. So, uh, but that's it for this one. Oh, uh, sorry. What did you think about the calling and SGC brawl? I, I thought it was over, but I guess it's not over. It's not. And, it's not and, and I mean... The, the guys from SGC are also kind of GCW OGs. I mean, they've all worked there a ton. They still do. But who was Jimmy Lloyd? Because it looked like Lloyd was hitting everybody. Yeah. He wasn't really picking a side in this fight. I think Jimmy Lloyd just came in to clear house. He didn't care who he was hitting, which is a great method because you, who's going to mess with you now? You just cleared everyone. Absolutely. I got a chance to see Jimmy Lloyd a few months ago. I actually got a Barbie doll used in a match between him and Jody Threat. That's signed by both parties. So it's pretty cool. Pretty cool piece of the collection. Absolutely. It's not like it's a signed Becca album or anything. Relax. You can find the signed Becca album at any local pawn shop or thrift store. Yeah, but I can't afford to. Like, somebody probably pawned that thing for, like, 10 grand. I, I don't have that kind of money. You're fucking out to lunch. All right, guys, that's it for this one. This one is in the can. Peace, love, and wrestling. I'm out to lunch. I'm your host, your boy, George McKay. This is the rather unorthodox, unhinged Uncle Bobby B. We'll see you guys next week. Peace. Look at that hat. That should be in the can. What are you talking about? Do not insult the Red Sox. They are a dynasty, sir. With that dynasty. What the hell? You got like vines growing you look like You look like a pumpkin took a shit on your chest. Okay? Uh, That's all I'm going to say about that. Yeah, it's it's Tony from The Shining. Yeah, I get it. I get it. But it didn't have to. The Shining, it should have been red, not orange. Red. Red room. Like, hello. Red is multiple used in that movie. Okay, whatever, Paisley hat. Oh, shut the fuck up. It's maroon. It's like fucking, what's his name's tracksuit? It's Paisley. I'm so done. I'm done. I'm done with all of this.